Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All Stake, No Sizzle, an honest, no BS look at life, sports, and entertainment. I am your host, Devin McKenzie, and if you can tell by the sound of my voice, I feel like crap right now, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to power through this intro. Um, <clears throat> I've been dealing with a little bit of a stomach virus ever since uh, Christmas, so... <clears throat> I'm like I said, I'm gonna power through this, make this intro short and sweet, and get you into my conversation. This is gonna be the first of a couple of shows that is wrapping up the year 2016. Like I said before, I had different people from different shows and different walks of life coming on to talk about their top five in various categories. This week is gonna be the quarterback of the pie squad, the, the John Salway, as I call him. Mr. John Salvatore from the John FX Podcast is going to be the first guest in this series of shows. I thought it was only right since he's the quarterback of the pod squad that I let him lead off. And me and John are going to break down our top five uh, musical artists and our top five TV series of 2016. We also had a special member in the audience, my niece, Takenya McKenzie from the Takenya Talks Podcast. Um, you don't, really don't get to hear her too much, but uh, <laughs> she she plays a little bit of a role in the, in the show. And you'll get to hear her coming up this Friday as me and her break down our top five WTF moments of 2016. Also this week on Thursday, um, I'm going to have Mr. Tino Morgan from the Rap Platform Podcast. He's going to be here to break down the top five comeback moments of 2016. So today, Wednesday, we're going to have John Salvatore from the John FX Podcast. Make sure you go check him out. On Thursday, we're going to have Mr. Tino Morgan, host of the Rap Platform Podcast. Make sure you check him out. And on Friday, we're going to have Takenya from the Takenya Talks Podcast. Make sure you go check her out. And I want to thank all of them for joining me this week. And next week, I'm going to have Q from the Critical Dump Podcast. He's going to be on the show. We're going to be breaking down the top five sports moments of 2016. And also next week, I'm going to have, a for me, a very special guest, Mr. Kale Desmi from the Corner Podcast and from Black Sports Online as we break down our top five albums of 2016, and our top five upsets of 2016. Kale and his co-host, Andreas, are going to be putting out their uh, year-end show sometime soon. If it's not out by the time you hear this, it'll be out sometime this week. So make sure you go check out the Corner Podcast. Also, go check out this week's episode of Takenya Talks. Um Gentleman that's going to be on my show next week, Q from the Critical Dump, is on her show this week. And uh, <clears throat> I guess like I I've been a little bit under the weather. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I'm feeling a little bit better today, so I plan on definitely listening to that conversation. So go check out all the shows in the Pie Squad. You know, we all win. That's the hashtag. Um, <clears throat> while, I'm, while I'm filling up to it, quick shout out to the Two Uncool Podcast. Um, I'm definitely a fan now. Shout out to um, the Talk It Out podcast. I've been I checked out last week's episode. I'm going to be uh, checking out the, the new episode as well. So I'm working my way through the pod squad. I'm 
trying to pick a different podcast in the group uh, every week to, you know, try for the first time. So this last week's was the Talking All podcast. I haven't picked one for this week yet. Like I said, I've been under the weather, so I will definitely get that done sometime today or tomorrow because I am feeling a little bit better now, but still not 100%, as you can tell. So let me go ahead and uh, wrap up this intro and just know that real quick, you know, when me and John were talking, at some points there is a slight delay in, um, you know, when I speak and when he hears me, so... um, it, 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 conversation still came out pretty damn good. It, you know, it's just, it was a slight delay, so fair warning. But thank you all for listening to the show. Make sure you follow the show, like the show, comment. Uh, let, let me know what you think. You know, you can definitely give me your top five in each category, top five artists of 2016 and your top five TV series of 2016. Share, you know, like I said, share with us your thoughts. Give me your top five. And you can do that on the SoundCloud page itself. You can also hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at DevinThe63. You can throw your top five up on the Facebook page, the All Stake No Sizzle Facebook page. Just go on uh, Facebook and hit in your search bar, just type in All Stake No Sizzle, and it'll pop right up. Or if you want to, Send me a message personally. You can shoot me an email at asnspodcast at gmail.com. So, once again, oh, if you don't know how to spell Devin, it's D E V I N T H E 63. That's Devin the 63 on Twitter and on Instagram. So, feel free to comment, share your top five. Check out this episode. We got plenty more top five lists coming out this week and next week, and maybe in the week afterwards. So this is the first with my man, Mr. John Salvatore of the John Face Podcast. Thanks for listening. The next voices you'll hear is me at a healthier time in my life and Mr. John Salvatore. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special episode of All Steak No Sizzle. I have a very, very special guest. I've uh, prepared this intro, and this, well, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. This is the second time I get to do it, so uh, it's fun for me. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. John Salvatore to the show. He is the quarterback of the pod squad. He is my quarterback. A.K.A. the Tom Brady of the pod squad, A.K.A. Hall of Fame quarterback, Mr. John Salway, A.K.A. Cuban <laughs> Roast, A.K.A. the Blatino Keanu Reeves, A.K.A. built only for Cuban links. Ladies and gentlemen, John Salvatore from the John Face podcast. Make some noise for him, people. So which one was better, the first one or the second one? I think they're both dope. I think they're both dope in different ways. <laughs> All right. Well, before we uh, jump in. Appreciate for the uh, kudos for the hand clap. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd add that one in on the second one. But uh, before we jump into the business at hand, why don't you uh, go ahead and let the people know who you are, <laughs> where you're from, and uh, throw your social medias out there. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I'm John Salvatore, as Devin mentioned. I'm originally from Potomac, Maryland, but I currently live in Virginia Beach. Um, it's a suburb in the southern part of the state of Virginia. Um, you can find me on my social media on Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. It's the John Effect. Um, I'm also on iTunes. Cast one part pop culture, one part current events, one part you know cultural effects, a little bit of everything. Um, nothing too heavy, kind of like a smooth, palpable version of those things, you know, put in a blender and, you know, given to you how it is or whatever. All right, that's what's up. I, I, I enjoy the show, man. I'm uh, I'm working my way through, you know, the different members of the Pie Squad, man. You were I appreciate it. I enjoy your show, too. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. But uh, I really enjoy the show. If you people out there, if you haven't listened to it, check it out. It's called the John Effects Podcast. It's, it's a really good show. And like you said, it's not too long. Get straight to the point. And uh, real quick, man, you, you had a little bit of controversy uh, not too long ago with your uh, gold, silver, bronze segment, man. What, what was up with that? Yeah, like I, like most of the time people are on par with when it comes to gold, silver, bronze. For some reason, the most recent gold, silver, bronze I caught some bullets on this one because I put Lionel Richie over Prince. And I've said this before on the show. Mm. I didn't grow up in a Prince household. Lionel Richie was everything. Like, I, Lionel Richie was everything to the point that I told the show, like, I begged my mom, could I get a Jerry Curl? Like, <laughs> Prince, my parents didn't listen to Prince. My grandparents didn't listen to Prince. I just didn't grow up in a Prince household. Like I said before, I only know the singles from Prince. I couldn't even tell you albums. Like, I know Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson like the back of my hand. So, yeah, I caught, I caught some uh, some straight bullets. I caught <laughs> some, some mean emails. So it's just like, how the fuck could you do this? <laughs> I like what I like. Hey, that's that's the thing that happens um, when you throw I'm your opinion out there, man. An icon or a... Yeah. This is the like I'm like as many things I said some crazy shit on my show, but this is what I catch heat for. Like, dang, <laughs> can't, be, can't be messing with Prince, man. People love their Prince. <laughs> well, um, they do. They love love Prince. I'm just like, wow. Yes, sir. Well, let's go ahead and uh, jump into the business at hand. And uh, like I said, uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit, we had a little technical issue, so this is the second time we're recording this. So. To switch it up, we're going we gonna to do the other topic first, and then we'll go back to our the topic we did uh, before. And we're going to be giving the top five musical okay. artists of 2016. So, okay. and, and w- once again, pulling back the curtain, my niece is here while we're recording this. And uh, if you listen to, to Kenya Talks, you know she's a huge fan of Beyonce. So, um, I told her that she can't react to anything that's said on this episode. Well, we'll see if that works out. But um, we're going to go ahead right. and give our top five musical I artists. I doubt it because, you know, you know how the beehive is. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want any clap back from the hive. You hear that? <laughs> hey, that's not the finger you point with, okay? Um, So we're going to jump into our top five. Yeah, mu- gotta, yeah. Yeah, don't get the hive on you because once the <laughs> hive stings, they don't play. 
so let's go ahead and jump into our top five. Mr. Salvatore, what is your number, well, who is your number five musical artist of 2016? Uh, my number five musical artist for 2016 is going to be Fabulous. Um, Fabulous drops, uh, start time shootout, the mixtape two, part two this summer and and fire i feel like fabulous is so underrated as an artist that people kind of forget about him and he has had such a healthy career and he's been very consistent but you know for the masses they don't receive him the same way that they receive a drake or a jay quote unquote you know as conscious as some of his you know younger peers but he gets my number five spot. Wow. You know what? I didn't even know Fabulous dropped any music this year, to be honest with you, man. <laughs> right? A lot of people don't, but I'm a diehard Fab fan, so like, I'm up on that, definitely. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a Fabulous fan, too. Like, I mean, kind of showing my age a little bit. I, I remember when Fab was, you know, just an underground rapper trying to make his way up, man. So, uh, yeah, I like that one. That's, that's definitely a, a thumbs up in my book. My number five artist of 2016 is the gentleman that that just recently dropped the album, so he just made the list. And a lot of people were expecting one thing from him, and he hit everybody with something completely different. And this gentleman's name is Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover. I, uh, (laughs) I, I, I compare his album not necessarily, you know, and quality and music wise, but the, the, what was expected from I compare his album to Andre 3000's solo album because everybody was expecting three stacks to come out with you know an album with him just rapping, but then he gave us like an R and B like album and Childish Gambino basically did the same yeah, thing. Did. You know, three stacks. I mean, not three stacks. Uh, Childish Gambino. We were all expecting another rap album, but he basically put out like a. Parliament Funkadelic, Isaac Hayes, uh, Sly and the Family Stone Funk album, and it's a it's a damn good album. Like if you go in listening to it, you know, not with no expectations, not expecting to hear a rap album, I think you'll enjoy it, and it might end up being one of your favorite albums of 2016. So, and also, also uh, Donald Glover, he is the one of the, the creators, the writers, and directors of the TV show Atlanta, which is based around hip-hop in the city of Atlanta, and he wrote and did a lot of the music for yeah. that show. And I don't know if you've seen the show, man, but it's it's a great show, and the music on it is really good, too. So you accompany you know, this album with the music from the show Atlanta, I got to give him my number four artist of the year. I mean, excuse me, my number five oh, yeah, artist I of the year. Yeah, I love Atlanta. I love it. For sure. All right, what's your number four album? Of, thank you, sir. Thank you. What's your number four uh, album, I mean, artist of 2016? I might catch some heat on this one, but whatever. Because I'm usually roasting him on my own show. So I'm going to be respectful here. I'm going to give it to Kanye West. And mm. that's solely based off the fact that the life of Pablo was such a great album, especially after, well, for me at least, the disappointment that was Yeezus. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not a fan of Yeezus myself. I, I thought that was uh, hot garbage. <laughs> Yeezus sucked 
Oh, that was the worst album. <laughs> you know, did, have you ever heard uh, Rick Rubin talk about Yeezus? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, for, for those of you that don't know, uh, Rick Rubin, you know, famous producer from Def Jam. Um, he, <laughs> how can I put this? When Kanye made the album, he gave it to Rick Rubin to kind of go over it and do like a final, you know, final draft of it, you know, just to make sure everything was good, proofread the album for him. And the version of the album that you heard was Rick Rubin going through and fixing it. <laughs> Rick Rubin said, like, literally that album was so, like, discombobulated, he didn't know what to do with it. So what you heard was, like, uh, the proofread version of it. So basically Kanye was... It is What's that? And it was still shitty, like <laughs> and you still delivered a shitty ass album, with the exception of Bound to You. Everything else was garbage. Yeah, I think Bound to You was like the only only song on there I, I really like, man. But I, I think he he did bounce back with uh, Pablo. But I think part of the part of the reason why people like it so much is because. Um, this year was a big year for Chance the Rapper. And Chance the Rapper, I think, produced produced like half of that damn album, man. So I think that's why a lot of people liked The Life of Pablo, because Chance the Rapper had a lot to do with uh, this Kanye album. Yeah, the people love Chance. I mean, I, I thought it was a good album. I felt like, I felt like Pablo was him. How can I put it? I felt like there was, on this album, he took like bits and pieces of him from like every album he's ever put out. So it was like songs on that album that I felt like could have been on College That's Dropout. That's exactly what I've said. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's songs that could have been on, you know, uh, 808s and Heartbreak, songs that could have been on Yeezus, songs that could have been on College Dropout, stuff like that. So if, and I, I, I think he did that on purpose. I think that's why he called it The Life of Pablo, because it's like bits and pieces of every Kanye album on this album. So it, it was a good album. It was a good album. We're on the same wavelength on that because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Now, uh, everything that happened after that, uh, we're we going to pray for Kanye. Let's just say it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to just Euro step to the side. Like, musically, <laughs> I fuck with Kanye, but whatever personal demon, like, you you had me pausing when you had those Castle Greystone contacts um, <laughs> earlier this year. I was like, okay. Too much, but all right. I'm just like, man, like he said on his album, man. I miss the old Kanye. <laughs> You're not the only one. We all miss the old Kanye. Exactly. It's Kanye Kardashian is not cool at all. All right. So my number four album. I mean, my number four artist of the year, and I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, warn the audience right now. Please do not react. But the number four artist in my mind of 2016 is Miss Beyonce Knowles. Beyonce, I, I thought her album was was damn good. The Lemonade album was damn good. Uh, she performed at the Super Bowl this year. She's probably going to end up winning uh, a Grammy for her album. I think she was she was nominated or she submitted her album for an uh, Academy Award or an Oscar or something like that. Uh, I I'm not sure about the Academy Awards. Um, I forgot which one it is. I think they've been in any of the movies that. Yeah, I'm not. Sure. I, if you, it, 
that's something, if you've heard that, that's something new because I haven't heard anything. But then again, I haven't really been, you know, searching for, you know, I haven't really been in tune as I usually am. So, possibly. Okay. But, hands down. That would be the only way she gets an Oscar because it won't <laughs> be for acting. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her acting. Uh, I can say that. I'm a part of the beehive. I'm just, yeah. I'm just going to piggyback off of that because you said it first. Sorry, <laughs> not not a fan of her acting. Uh, for those for those of you who saw uh, was it Dreamgirls? Yes, she did get upstaged by Mister J- Miss Jennifer Hudson. <clears throat> yeah, I said it. Hello, I mean that's I don't see the lie. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, yeah, Beyonce is my number four artist of the year. All right, let's go to number three. What is your number three artist of 2016? My number three artist for this year is going to go to Usher, who Ooh. gave his most his eighth studio album, Hard to Love. Um, I've been an Usher fan for a smooth 17, 18 years since um, my way. Like I feel like Usher is just the standard in which contemporary army acts aspire to be. Insert your Trey songs, your Chris Browns, you know, he's you know, your Jeremiah's, your this, that, and the third. I feel like he set the bar and he set the precedent. And I love the fact that he works with, you know, his contemporaries. Because he could be like, you know what? I don't mess with y'all. I don't bang with you guys. But he's often collaborated with all of them. So I really appreciate Usher for doing that. Like, Usher, he gets my number three spot this year. Okay, that's, that's a good one. I've uh, <laughs> when I was younger, people used to tell me I looked like Usher. But I always said Usher never looked this good, but uh, <laughs> that's definitely a good choice. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number three artist of the year, and um, for me, this this is a personal. This is my personal favorite artist. Of all, well, I'm not gonna say of all time, but he's probably my favorite artist, my favorite rapper, right now. And if you don't know who it is, I don't blame you. I'll, I'll, I'll school you. But it's a gentleman by the name of Fonte Coleman. He's one of the members of Foreign Exchange. Are, are you familiar with this gentleman? I've heard you talk about it on some of your earlier podcasts, but I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna, you know. Fake the funk. I don't know who that is. I okay. Um, Fonte. Well, real quick, Fonte is a rapper slash singer. He started off in a rap group called Little Brother back in like the early two thousands. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Probably m- my favorite rap group of all time. Okay. I'm, okay. Wait, you familiar with Little Brother? Yeah, I'm familiar with Little Brother. Okay. Yeah, Fonte was a part of that rap group, and then he. He then split off into another group that he formed called the Foreign Exchange, where, which is with a, a Dutch gentleman by the name of Nicolay. So the two of them got together. They p- put out an R&B album, and he had more success doing R&B than he did rap, so he's kind of stuck to R&B. This year, he, he's dropped two albums. They, he had a Foreign Exchange album. He had a, another R&B album with a gentleman named Eric Roberson. Two, two great out. Al- well, I'll be honest, that Foreign Exchange okay. album wasn't their best, but it was still a good album. But that 
at Tigalero, him and Eric Robeson is a great album. That's one of those uh those, those grown man uh, right. drink some cognac wearing a smoking jacket albums right there. But uh those those two albums and plus the fact that Fonte is one of the writers on the T V show The Breaks. So if you saw ah, not cognac in a smoking jacket, okay. <laughs> Yeah, he he's one of the the writers on the show, uh, the breaks. Oh, he writes on the breaks. Yeah, VH1. Yep. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So basically, most of the, most of the raps that you hear on there are written by him, and he's he's got a character on there too. I can't remember what what his character is. I didn't see the actual uh, the TV special, but it got turned into a TV show that's going to be coming out next year. So I give Fonte my number three uh-huh. spot. That's what's up. So let's go to your number two. Okay. My list is all vintage, so um, none of, no new acts on my list. Uh, my number two is going to Maxwell. Um, okay. He gave us Black Summer's Night um, album this year. Lake by the uh, Ocean was the single that was sent to Urban Radio. Um. Again, another person that I've been a fan of. Uh, I've been rocking with Maxwell since 1996, and I've been here with each of his albums. I was a little disappointed that this album came out so late after the last one because its predecessor came out in 2009. This one came out in 2016. A long time. This was supposed to be the part trilogy. That trilogy initially was presented to the masses that it would be coming out each year for those three years, but yeah. apparently Maxwell said, "Hey, forget it. We do what I want to do," and I'm I'm not mad at it because it was definitely worth the wait. So he gets my my silver spot on this list of five artists of 2016. Okay, that's a good choice. Good choice. Um, speaking of old school, and I, I'll be honest, I'm kind of cheating a little bit on this one. My number two artist of 2016 is the Native Tongues Collective. For those of you that may not know, the, the, the members of the Native Tongues are A Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul. Okay. There, there's more people in there, but those are the two main ones that, that made major impacts this year. De La Soul and Tribe dropped out new albums for the first time in years. Um, De La Soul's album, The Anonymous Nobody, was just nominated for Rap Album of the Year at the Grammys. Tribe, I feel like if their album had, I feel like if Tribe's album had came out soon, yeah, they lost all. They got nominated for uh, Rap Album of the Year. I feel like if uh, a Tribe Called Quest album that came out earlier this year, they would have been nominated for a Grammy as well. Two great albums, mm-hmm. and also, right, Tribe Called Quest member uh, Ali Shaheed Muhammad was a part of the, the Luke Cage. Uh, soundtrack. He, him, and uh, what's my man name? Adrian Young. They both co-produced the all the music for the TV show Luke Cage, which, if you haven't heard, probably one of the best uh, sound, TV soundtracks or movie soundtracks that I've ever heard. So, shout out to the Native Tongues Collective, De La Soul, and Tribe Called Quest. That's number two on my list. That's what's up. Good music. Good music. Good throwbacks. All right. So. <sighs> The moment we've all been waiting for. Our number one artist of 2016. We're going to start off with you, Mr. John Salvatore. Well, if, 
if anybody, if anyone listens to me or knows, you know, how I get down, how I roll, everyone knows that I am a card-carrying member of the Beehive, the upper echelon of the Beehive. So my number one goes to the queen, Justin Beyonce. Bieber. I Justin named Bieber. an episode after. <laughs> nah. <laughs> not, not that queen. <laughs> um, but the real queen, the real queen B, uh, Beyonce. Uh, I named an episode after her in Beezus We Trust. So hands down, Beyonce, Lemonade spoke to me. It spoke to me so much that it inspired me to really push forward and do the podcast and my first episode was definitely inspired by her so yeah beyonce all day um you know that's what it is all right that's a good choice that was my number four choice but um so (laughs) my number one choice and I wish I had my camera out right now because I want to see the audience's reaction to this. <laughs> my number one artist of 2016 goes to uh-huh. Miss Solange Knowles. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Solange Knowles. Solange Knowles. To me, and this is going to come out in one of the episodes during my, you know, New Year's wrap up. Solange knows had the best album of 2016, and I felt like she had the she's the best artist of 2016. Nobody saw this coming. Okay. Nobody. Okay. I, I when you said Miss, I'm like, who's he about to say? Like, <laughs> I didn't drink the Kool Aid on Solange thing. I can tell you this: I have not heard one song from that album. I, I'm I, I'm to Quote a fabulous line when he was on the Lemonade remix with Gucci back a few years ago. Uh-huh. If you could have Beyonce, would you take some lunch? And my answer is no. But okay, I digress. Okay, so a little background on me. I've honestly, I've always like related more to Solange than I did Beyonce. But no one's heard from Solange in like the past like twelve years. <laughs> I don't even remember the last time she put out music. To be honest with you, but. When I listen, that first album was dreadful. <laughs> that was about, I think that came out in 2004. It was like, okay, why? But I, honestly, I, I to me, this is like one of the most influential albums I've heard in a long time. You know, a lot of okay. All right, so Takenya is gonna get mad when I say this. So a lot of people talk about how Beyonce's uh, Lemonade album was very empowering. We talked about a lot of social issues that's going on right now. But I felt like Solange's album did that and then some. It, I think it topped what Beyonce was bringing up in, on her album. And you, if you look at... Beyonce has to water it down because she's Beyonce. can't do that because she's going to alienate her core. She's going to alienate the crossover effect. So you can't. So you're right. You, you hit the nail on the head. Solange can do that because we don't really know her like that. And honestly, that's that's one of my I'm not gonna say yeah, that's that is that's one of my, my my problems with Beyonce is that I feel like she wants to say more, but I don't feel like she she can say more because she's afraid of alienating her fan base and pissing off the establishment too much. But Solange, she jumped right into it. Like honestly from You're right. I, I support that. 
from from beginning to end, I mean, I, that's exactly what it is. From beginning to end, I felt like that was just one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. And one thing that she did on that album that a lot of people don't do anymore is she connected it. So from like song number one, you know, it was a song. And then the end, then she did like an interlude in there, but like the interlude kind of like previewed the next song, so the album just flowed together. You can literally hit play from track one and go all the way through it. And honestly, it's only like one song on there that I, I didn't like that much. And it's the one with Lil Wayne, just because I felt like Lil Wayne was like out of place on that album. But other than that, everything else was to right. me was perfect. So Solange Knowles gets my number one artist of the year. She had a great performance on Jimmy Fallon, great performance on Saturday Night Live. Shout out to Miss Solange Knowles. Okay. Okay. And and the audience is shocked right now. All right. <laughs> <sighs> I'm shocked. <laughs> hey, Solange? Yes. Right. And yes, I did put Solange above Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That really happened. Okay. All right. So let's let's go ahead and switch it up to our second topic of the day. Our top five okay. TV series of 2016. And uh yeah, we'll start off with the guest again, Mr. Uh, Salvatore. What is your number five TV series of 2016? Number five. I'm going to catch some heat on this. I know uh, it goes to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, rich Caucasian women bickering over foolishness has never been more entertaining <laughs> and funny to me in my life. And that's what it is. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, how can you be so pro black but just love this white shit? I don't know. <laughs> I just do. It is what it is. So, the good thing about doing a podcast is that you can edit anything out that you want to. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get rid of that. Ah! <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Any, anything that got the word like housewives or Nobody like girls. black has probably ever said they love the Ross of Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like any show that got the word like housewives or girlfriends or, you know, and it comes on VH1. For the most part, I don't watch it. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're on your own on that one, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. My, my number five show of 2016 is a Netflix show by the name of Stranger Things. A lot, a lot of people have you know, been talking about it on social media. It, it was like a phenomenon. And I went into it thinking it, it wasn't you know going to be that good. I'm not the, the biggest sci-fi person, but... I definitely enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. It's only like, I want to say it's like seven to eight episodes, so it's not very long. You know, you can binge it in one day. Really good show from beginning to end. So I'm going to go with Stranger Things. Okay. Good choice. Okay. Uh, What is your number four TV show of 2016? My number four is an oldie but a goodie, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. I feel like they have maintained the great writing and storytelling for this currency, or this, yeah, especially this currency, it's been great. Um, the thing about the Law and Order SVU, and I've seen my show a few times, this show could literally run another 20 years because. The stories are the forefront and the character development and the characters take a back seat and you can always swap the characters out with new characters. So hands down, SVU, 
I'm an SVU fanatic, super fan. So SVU gets my number four spot. Okay. SVU is the one that has Ice T on it, right? Yeah, SVU has Ice T. Okay. The only one in the franchise that's still on. Oh, uh, was it? Um, I can't remember what the other one was. The one that had my man that played uh, Private Powell and Saving, Pro- not Saving Private Ryan. Uh, shit, what was that? What was that movie? You talking about Vincent D'Onofrio? Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio, aka um, uh, uh, the King of Pen on one of my favorite shows. That, that that one doesn't come on. I think it was like Special Victims Unit. No, nah, uh, no, nah, that's Criminal Intent. Criminal Intent okay. has been off since I want to say 2012. Damn, let you know the last time I w- watched Law and Order. <laughs> right, it's been it's been off for a minute. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't know there was any of them still on. Okay. Yeah, SVU still on eighteen. Unless you know how good of a show is right now. Man. Yeah, I'm at the jump back Man, in, no, into eighteen that. years. Like I was in high school when SVU was on. Like, yeah, me too. Grown, grown, grown. I just always thought it found it funny that Ice Cube, who had a song called "Cop Killer," plays a cop on TV now. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm like, Ice T is like a gangster, and like he's like a good ass cop. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but. We, we ain't going to talk about that. We, we, we ain't going to call him out like that. Uh, my number four... Yeah, sh- call him out. <laughs> my number four show of 2016 is... Uh, honestly, it's probably my favorite show on television since Breaking Bad went off. And it is uh-huh. The Walking Dead. This past year, okay. you had a little bit, half of last season, half of the current season that w- was shown in 2016, and I don't know, I'm, I don't know if it's like a problem that I need to talk to somebody about, but I like violence, and like, <laughs> this season has been like one of the most... <laughs> you might want to talk to somebody about that. I might, might just sit on somebody's couch and talk about that, but honestly, it's been one of the most brutal, just gory, uh, just blatant blatantly violent seasons of this show and a lot of that is because of right. a guy named uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan who plays the character Negan on the show like he just goes around like beating people upside the head with a baseball bat and yeah, I don't know why I, I enjoy that <laughs> like I said I, I'll go talk to somebody about it but the show's been on for a while it's a really good show and I felt like this season has been one of the best so I'm gonna go with Walking Dead as my number four show of 2016. Okay. All right. What do you, what's your number three show of 2016, Mr. Salvatore? My number three show for 2016, going to Scandal, who had their most recent season, the second half of it, that ran in 2016. Um, with Scandal, I feel like it came back and found its footing because the previous two seasons were not as great as they could have been. I don't know. Did they just phone in the writing because the writing wasn't there and it just kind of like, ah. So season, the last season ended so good this year that I'm really looking forward to season, uh, the new season that's coming next month. Um, I came to the scandal bus late, or the scandal class late. I didn't get into it until season three. And then, I binged and got caught up. So I've been caught up for the last couple of years and I am really anticipating and really here for 
season three, I believe, in the middle of January. So number three goes to Scandal for me. Okay. Um, Scandal, actually, I, I started watching the first season, and I, I thought it was a really good show. And then for some reason, like in the middle of the second season, I kind of stopped watching it. And I, I, I don't know if that's when you right. felt like the, the writing got bad and, you know, it kind of lo- lost you. But I, I felt like the first season, like I said, the first season was really, really good. But, like, I don't know. I, I guess, like, in, like, a weird, like, reverse male feminist type of way, like, when she started, like, really jumping into this affair with uh, the president on the show, like, it, it kind of lost me for some reason. Right. That shit was crazy. Like, ugh. Like, yeah, like, the first yeah. season, she's, like, this Me badass, too. like, just getting everything done. And all of a sudden, like, you know, she all about the president and can't do anything without him. So, I don't know. It, it was weird for me. But uh, I don't know. And let me ask you this, too. You saying, like, it lost you. The writing wasn't as... as uh, right. The workload wasn't there, and it was just... Yeah, the workload wasn't there. It was just president, president, president. What, do you, do you think part of it has something to do with the fact that uh, Shonda Rhimes... Then got like a second show, and maybe she was too busy, you know, writing for How to Get Away with Murder, and kind of like didn't pay as much attention to. Scandal. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay. Yeah, because you want. No, go, go ahead. To groom your new baby because your older child can. You have a three-year-old over here that can kind of hold their own. So you're like, well, let me focus on the new baby and right. such and such. You'll be okay. Okay, so I can get the new babes where you're at, and I feel like that's exactly what it was without wanting to a point to a T to a T. Okay, cool. All right, well, let me jump into my number three show of 2016. Uh, for those of you that know me, you okay. know I'm a big uh, Marvel uh, comic book guy. So my number three show is Daredevil season two. Um, in this season, they introduced the character the Punisher, which honestly I felt like stole the whole show. And honestly, I felt like the second season surpassed the first season of the show. So if you if you got Netflix, go ahead and watch uh, season two of Daredevil. That's my number three show of the year. Okay. You can never go wrong with Marvel, so you, good choice. Okay. Uh, what's your number two show of 2016? My number two show, and this is another one that I'm late to the party on. Insecure is my number two show. Okay, okay. I felt like the writing was good. I felt like I could relate, especially being one of the only chocolate chips in the office, especially when it's a, you know, it's mostly a bunch of white people. It's kind of like, okay. And then just, um, you know, having kind of like that awkward vibe to like everyday life where it's not you're not you know the nerd but you're not like the cool dude or whatever so it's like i can definitely relate to it um this that and the third so you know you know i don't i, don't I mean have... i wouldn't have had that couch that they had but you know that's just not my aesthetic <laughs> i say i don't i don't have hbo so i haven't seen the show i've heard but i've heard a oh, lot no. of... i the only reason i had it is because there was a no, I was saying I didn't get HBO. The only reason I really got into it because HBO Now app was free for like 14 days. Really? And I was like, hey, yeah, that's how I got caught up. And it was only eight episodes. So I binged in like maybe a week. 
to a night. Okay. Yeah, I've heard uh, nothing but good things about that show. I'm, I'm going to try to catch it sometime, somehow. I'll, I'll figure out how I, I can uh, catch it. But I've heard nothing but good things about it, and I, and I definitely want to support they all. Still have the, um, they still have the thing. Oh, really? I might, yeah, I'm going to definitely have to do that. But I'm all about supporting, yeah. uh, you know, new black art, yeah, you know, actors and whatnot. So I, I definitely want to check this out. Yeah. Um, good deal. Good deal. My number two show of 2016, and I don't know. I'm I'm gonna take a wild guess. I'm gonna take a wild guess that this might be your number one, but uh, we'll see. But my number two show is Atlanta. You hit Atlanta. That's my number one. My number <laughs> one is Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, to me, Atlanta, you know, people throw around the term, like, innovative and, you know, groundbreaking, but I really felt like this show, there's never been a show like this before, and I felt like they did so much that has never been done before in TV. Uh, I really felt like this is a groundbreaking show. And anybody, anybody that has never seen the show, it's one episode you have to see to understand what I'm talking about, and it's the, I think it's called the the, the, the Montague. It was like the Montague episode where they was on like the fake uh, talk show. Yes, yes. Well, I don't know that episode titles, but yes, that was a really dope episode. Man, like, just just paint the picture. Um, Atlanta's about is Donald Glover. He's the main star. His cousin is a rapper. And he's managing his cousin. So the rapper was on. The rapper's name is Paperboy. So Paperboy was on this uh, Charlie Rose type uh, interview show, and the whole episode was like an episode of this TV show. So they were throwing like commercials in there for like real products. So like you know, whenever I watch TV shows, for the most part, because I work late, you know, I have to watch it on DVR. So as I'm watching the show, I'm like fast forwarding through the commercials, and then I realize like, oh no, wait, that's that's not a commercial. This is like part of the show. So like, you literally had right. to, you literally had to watch the whole episode because you didn't know what was a, a fake commercial and what was a real commercial. But like, hands down, like one of the best episodes of a TV show I've ever seen in my life. It, it threw me off, but it was it was in a good way. I, for those of you that haven't seen the show, you have to watch every single episode of the show, but especially watch that one. To me, one of the best shows I've ever seen. One of my favorite. You have comedies. to watch Atlanta. You have to. Exactly. Well, well, we already spoiled okay. it. That, that's your number one choice. But why, why was uh, Atlanta your the number greatest, one choice? I'm on the same wavelength for you. That's my number one. This everything that you said is essentially what I was going to say. I was hooked episode one. I was like, I like this. It's my kind of humor. I really got it. Right. What really said, I'm going to keep coming back to this episode, was episode two when they were in jail. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. When Paperboy was in jail, I was like, yeah, I fuck with this show. I like this. This, Yeah, this is my type of show because it was just so real. It didn't try to be politically correct. And how they handled the jail scenes I stood up and I clapped. I was like, "That that is that is real. That is not. Hey, let me try to be socially sensitive. No, let let me be real and let me depict how what's going to be appealing for, for the for the viewer." So that was it for me. Man, and you know, it's, it's funny because I remember what I, I will say this. Go ahead. When I was watching, no, go ahead. Go ahead. 
no, no, no. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. I'll I, I hold my point. Go ahead. What I was going to say is the Justin Bieber episode, I was like, is he supposed to be <laughs> Justin Bieber because he's black? Like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't understand. Like, that just kind of threw me. I was like, wait, is this, is, are we are we in on the joke? Are we not in on the joke? Is it because Justin Bieber carries himself like a quote-unquote, you know, such and such, and the actor is definitely not Justin Bieber. So I, I, that kind of threw me. I was like, wait a minute. Are they just too high, or what is this? So that's all I have to say. And I kind of wanted to know your opinion on that because no one else really got that. And I was like, that to this day, I'm still like. <clears throat> I don't, you know what? I don't know, but like I, I feel like I didn't get that episode. I didn't understand. Is that really Justin Bieber or somebody? I feel like Atlanta's one of those shows that okay, when you, you gotta watch you watch it when it comes out, and I feel like you can almost have to go back and watch every episode again to make sure you didn't miss anything. Cause like Donald one thing I, I, I you do, I've had one thing I really like about what Donald Glover does is like a lot of his jokes are really, really subtle and you have to, you, you really have to go back and watch it again just to make sure you didn't miss anything. Like uh, he, he makes a lot of great political commentaries without beating you over the head with it. It's like really, really this subtle. So I'm gonna have to go back and watch that one again, but I, I don't know. I, I really, uh, he probably was making a, a joke about <laughs> uh, Justin Bieber and people like that. Yeah, I was like, uh, hey, you, but yeah, one I, of the dopest shows in 2016. One of the dopest shows in a really long time. I agree. And one more thing about Atlanta. What do you think about Paperboy's best friend? Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but his right hand man, uh, Darius. Darius. Yo, Darius is freaking hilarious. <laughs> I was like, he's the breakout star of the show for me because I'm like, this is like, are you? Are you for real? Like it's just like, dude, really? Okay, yeah, yeah. He, he's great. Like that first episode where he went to uh, <laughs> uh, Donald Glover's parents and said, "Hey, can I measure your trees?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, I was like, "This dude is wild." I was like, "Yeah, that's my kind of friend." That's definitely my kind of friend. And like, that's the weird thing. Like, I know people like that. That's why I think it's so so great to me. And it's like... He's it, like, nah, not right now. So basically, you mean no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I know people like him. It's like, it's so weird, but they make 100% yeah, perfect sense dope. at the same time. He's dope as hell. Yeah. So... That's that's your yeah. that's your that's your number one show of 2016. Exactly. And let me go ahead and yeah. give give my my uh number one show of 2016. I kinda wanna switch it now and make Atlanta my number one, but I'm gonna stick to my guns. My number one show of 2016 okay. is Luke Cage. True. I had a feeling that was gonna be your number one. <laughs> I had a feeling. Yeah, once once again, I'm a big Marvel, big comic book guy. Luke Cage. I'll be honest, I I wasn't a big fan of the Luke Cage character before uh, watching the show. I, I never really knew a lot about Luke Cage, but after watching this and and seeing the uh, depiction of Luke Cage on Netflix, I, honestly, I don't think anybody was. Yeah, I mean, Luke Cage was really popular back in the '70s, 
I've you know I've seen a couple things with him in it, and like you know, growing up, but nothing like this extensive. But from beginning to end, I felt like it was a great season, great episodes, right? Great characters, and the like I talked about before on um, in the last topic, the soundtrack to this this season was amazing. If and if you watch the show, it had a lot of great right. musical guests on there too, such as uh, Raphael Sadiq. Um, I can't never say this dude's name. I think it's Jadena. The uh, the class yeah, man, Jadena. That's right. He was on there. I honestly I didn't know much about yeah, the him. Yeah, with the uh, the yeah, yeah. I was wearing like the smoking jackets and he had a cane in his hand right. with, the, with the perm and the process and all that good stuff. <laughs> yep, that's him. Yeah, he, I think that's his real hair, though. I really think that's his real hair. Wow, <laughs> that dude's definitely a throwback. But he did a great job on the show. The music was great. The actors yeah, were great. Definitely a throwback. One of my wives in my head, Rosario Dawson, looked great on the show. <laughs> so from from beginning to end, I felt yes, like it was fellow. a great show. Rosario Dawson, love her. Oh Enjoy. yeah. Yeah, one day I'm I'm a, I'm a meter and I'm a, I'm a maker of mine, but uh, I hope my girlfriend didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't get in trouble over Rosario. Uh, I'm I'm not, but yeah, Luke Cage is my number one show of 2016. So that wraps up the list. But before we go, uh, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna spring a surprise question on you. I apologize ahead of time, but I, I wanted to get your you know your raw okay. uncensored. You know, okay. reaction. Uh, who is your man and woman of 2016? Oh, okay. Um, woman of 2016. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say Beyonce. Beyonce is, yeah. Beyonce is definitely the woman of 2016. Yeah. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> so, the man of 2000, right? And I'm, and this as predictable as this is going to be, I'm going to say the man of 2016 for me is going to be Corey Carter, aka Jay Z, because not only did he have through the screen of everyone thinking that Lemonade dressed up as a black Ken doll for his daughter for <laughs> her Halloween and caught straight bullets on that and people were saying you know he's washed and he's this that and the third jay-z's almost 50 years old and this is his daughter's halloween idea so i'm like i don't understand that so he gets that and like despite the things that's happened in the past you know him stabbing people or whatever so you know <laughs> those among other things jay-z top spot man of the year for me 2016 hands down without a doubt okay all right all right uh yeah i'm, I'm glad he bounced back from uh, getting his ass kicked in that elevator by solange my uh <laughs> number one artist of the year <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> right because he, he yeah she put them paws on her, so. <laughs> yeah, she did. well mr salvatore i appreciate she you did. being on the show man she uh <laughs> I thank you for reaching out and, you know, making this happen. I, I'm like, wow, I'm always, like, I, I mess with the McKenzie. Like, I, I, you're, you're, 
your niece, she, she can tell you, like, I go hard for her. Like, I have nothing but great things to say about her, and you're awesome, too. So, hey, you guys are great. Hopefully, when you guys do Generation Exchange, uh, you can invite me on. I would love to be a part of the conversation included and what have you. Okay. Yeah, we're uh, we're currently uh, in negotiations right now on doing another episode. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll get okay. that going. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if cool. we can get you involved too, man. Cool. That's what's up. Yeah, before, we, uh, before I let you go, man, um, why don't you go ahead and uh, throw out your social medias and where they can check out the John Effects podcast. Okay, you can find Effect Podcast on SoundCloud. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher. If you use Google Play, you can find it on there. But I don't think anyone uses Google Play. <laughs> and that's pretty much where I'm at um, as far as where you can listen to my podcast. I'm thinking about trying to branch into Spreaker into 2017. But I got to see what's going on with that. I don't, I don't know all the details off the top. But we'll see. If I go into the speaker uh, category for next year, and that's pretty much it for me. Okay. What What about your social medias? Oh, social media. You can find me on Snapchat, at Twitter, Instagram, the Johnny. Uh, go like the Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash the John Effect podcast, and that's my social media presence for the show. Okay. Once again, man. Uh. Thank you for being on the show, man. And uh man, thank you for everything you, you do for my show, man. Like it was it was one time Thanks for me. It was one time, man, where I had uh just posted an episode and before I could even post it on Twitter, you had already retweeted it and everything, man. And I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out how that happened, man. So uh thank you for all, all your support, man. I really appreciate you, man. And uh right. <laughs> Of course, of course. Yeah, I appreciate you, man, and uh, I I definitely will have you back on the show another time, man, and I'll definitely be reaching out, man. You a great job, and I think everybody needs to know that. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. I appreciate it, and I look forward to it. All right, man. All right. Thanks, Devin. All right. I'll holler at you later, man. I want to thank Mr. John Salvatore for joining me on this year-end wrap-up show. Uh, we had a, a very good conversation. I really appreciate him joining me. Uh, like I said, we had a couple of di- uh, technical difficulties, but we were able to get through it and uh, lay down some podcast gold. And we'll definitely be back on the show. Make sure you go check out John on all his social media. Go check out the John Effects podcast. He, like you said, he is the quarterback of the pod squad. You know, so hashtag we all win. So thanks again, John, for being on the show. And on tomorrow's episode. We're going to have my man Tino Morgan for the Rap Platform Podcast. He runs a Miami hip-hop-based podcast down there in in the tropical lands of Miami, Florida. (laughs) Really wish I was down there right now instead of here in Detroit where it's like 32. It's probably like a good 75 down there in Miami right now. Man. Well, let let me get focused. I'm wishful thinking. But... Like I said, Tino Morgan is going to join me on the show tomorrow where we're going to break down our top five comebacks of 2016. And on Friday, we're going to have Miss Takenya from the Takenya Talks podcast. Hmm. You know, I've never really had any interactions before. This is my first time ever talking to her ever in life. So we'll see how that goes. 
<laughs> and so make sure you share follow subscribe like all that good stuff this episode and future episodes spread the word let everybody know that that the pod squad is collaborating with each other like i said i got john from the john effects podcast today um on this coming friday i have to kenya from the kenya talks i've got q from the critical dump coming up you know i've got podcasts outside the pod fam like the rap platform coming up i've got my man kel dasby from the corner podcast and lsn so make spread the word people spread the word and with that being said like i said i'm still not feeling 100 i'm gonna have to go lay down and try not to die but <laughs> appreciate y'all checking out the show and tomorrow i'm gonna bring you like i said tino morgan from the rap platform talking about our top five comebacks of 2016 so thanks for listening to this episode come back for that in future episodes and oh real quick real quick i made an announcement last week that i'm going to be doing some little mini episodes little mini segment called steak bites and the first one is going to come either this sunday or monday and i'm going to be talking about (laughs) the detroit lions versus the green bay packers the winner of that game will win the nfc north and will probably determine which one of those teams make the playoffs so just make sure you pay attention to you know my page on either Sunday night or Monday sometime and I'll have a steak bite up there for everybody to listen to so you can hear my thoughts about those Detroit Lions alright so with that being said check out the show tomorrow we're gonna have Tino Morgan check out the Facebook page you know go to Facebook type in all steak no says on your search bar the page will pop right up you can shoot me a message, share your top five in different, the different categories that we're talking about. Today's episode was the top five artists and the top five TV series. So feel free to join in the conversation and the debate on the top shows of 2016. And do so for the next couple episodes as well, or any episode. If you ever want to make a comment, debate, you know, have your thoughts, want to ask questions, do so on the Facebook page. You can do so on Twitter. And Instagram. My Twitter and Instagram is the same as Devin the 63. That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E 63. You can also hit me up by email at asnspodcast at gmail.com. So thank you for listening to the show. Make sure you check out the rest of the shows this week. And I'll holler at you later. Peace. <laughs>